Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and, of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Christina. I'm Grace. I'm Mary Payton. Awesome! And today we are going to talk about what is a proofread. Woohoo! Such an important topic. Yeah. I want to start by saying happy holidays to the two of you because uh I don't you probably don't know this. I know this. Uh tomorrow, March 8th is National Proofreading Day. Yes. I don't know why that needs to be a holiday, but I'm obsessed with it. Isn't that also International Women's Day? Oh my god. Hold on. International. Women's it's our day all the way oh. around. Wow. That's obviously obviously more important (laughs) (laughs) but uh, we're not here to talk about this in some ways just as important no it's not it's not at all (laughs) so here's what's up with national proofreading day Mm -hmm. in 2011 judy beaver created national proofreading day to honor her mother flo who loved to correct people wow i actually don't know how to feel about that so (laughs) She's like, this one's for you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very tongue-in-cheek way to say, uh, I find you perhaps a bit pedantic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Flo. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about what is proofreading, because when I was a kid, in my head, proofreading, editing, and revising were like all kind of the same thing. Did yeah. you all have a similar experience? For sure. Yeah. I was like, that's a synonym. For any yeah, any regular edit. For sure. <laughs> and like in some instances, like sure, you can use them interchangeably. Like, well, whatever. I'll get to well, let me explain what a proofread is and then I'll start doing examples. How about that? That sounds good. <laughs> a proofread is like the last step. It's like the final Hail Mary of like, let me make sure there's nothing dumb, obviously dumb looking here. Like obviously wrong. Yeah. You mean like the last step of like the editing phase? Yes. And then also. <laughs> but it's actually also, the last step of this recipe that I'm following. Right <laughs> now <for dinner. laughs> hey, you could be editing a cookbook. I don't know. I've never done that before. I think that would be kind of hard to do, but. We'd have to, you'd have to do the recipes to make sure. Yeah, you'd have to yeah, know you'd have right, to well, try them out. how to cook. If you have a cookbook you want to publish, uh, reach out to us and be our guinea pig. Yes. We would love to help you yeah, with that. Yeah, don't we sound like we would be such professionals? <laughs> if we start by saying I've never done that before, we're not hiding anything. True. <laughs> That's true. Transparency. So a proofread is is a very cursory review of, of anything. It doesn't have to be a book. It's like anything. Proofread everything, first of all. Um, you're looking for glaring errors in spelling, grammar, and mechanics, which is like punctuation and stuff like that. What a proofread is not is a developmental edit or a beta read, which is uh, comments, 
really big comments about plot character theme. That's not a proofread. Proofread doesn't really involve recommendations for like cleaning up the language, concision. That's more of line editing. A proofread is like things that are objectively wrong. Fix them. Yeah. Right. Like at that point during a proofread, I guess we'll talk about when to do a proofread, but. Well, why don't you talk about when to do a proofread? Great. (laughs) We kind of do it twice in the book production process. So why don't you talk about the first time that we do it? Okay. Well, I was going to say first too, as an author, if you're submitting, it's great to do a proofread before submitting your manuscript. I mean, please do. Yes. Yes. Y'all, have I told you about... (laughs) When I was maybe like 20 and I was querying a novel that nobody should read, don't look for it. It's not out there. <laughs> Can we get a title? And uh, <laughs> Okay. No, because I think it'll make me look okay. stupid. <laughs> That's fair. Someone at Wildling has read this book and it's not either of you. <laughs> but I queried it to 50 publishers and agents before I realized that I had a typo in the first sentence. <gasps> oh. Wait, what was I don't the typo? Th- I'm I don't sure remember. You know. oh. No, I don't remember. I'm shocked. And I'm pretty sure I've never cried so hard in my life. (laughs) Wait, Uh, that's really, I'm so sorry. That is awful. But thank you. That's a great illustration for why, exactly why you need a proofread. That's lived experience right there. Um, There are just typos and mistakes that can make it through a million edits. I don't know how they survive through all of it, but. In fact, every time I'm doing a proofread or someone is proofreading something that I've edited, I am like, wow, Mm -hmm. I can't believe that those things slip through. But they do every time. So that's why it's so important. Yeah. So when we're going through the edit back and forth with an author, we usually do about three edits back and forth. It's easy to get so into what you're working on as an editor that you miss the little stuff. You get too into, you know, first you're doing the developmental edit and then you're doing line editing. Um, or copy editing. Um, and then, of course, you're looking for mistakes, but sometimes you can get so involved in the story that it's hard to see. What is it you said, Christina? Like, it's hard to see the the. It's hard to see. Oh, my God. Forest. You mean in my upcoming book? Stay <laughs> yes, tuned about that. Yes. That's a teaser. We haven't mentioned that on the podcast It's such before. a good line. You might not see the forest. No, you might not see the trees for the, the forest. The trees for the forest. I love that because that's exactly what I it is. I think it's the opposite, no? Well, in this exact, the phrase, the, the colloquial phrase oh. is you might not see the forest for the trees, mm-hmm. but this is the opposite of that. Yeah. She's taking poetic license, Grace. Yes, yeah, like big picture on. versus I'm details. <laughs> okay, okay. I also heard, I really don't know where I read this recently, but I read somewhere that like, if no matter who you are, if you're an editor, a trained editor or what, if you miss the error the first time that you're, you're not going to catch it. Interesting. Really? You know what I mean? Hmm. Like your brain normalizes it. Oh. I, there's this thing that your brain does that I kind of forget what it's called, but like where it, it it normalizes stuff for you if like things don't quite add up and your brain's like, well, I know how that should look. Is this mm. like a coping mechanism? I think it is a coping mechanism. And it's also like a, uh, what? what? I was listening. I was learning about something like deeply unrelated, like mm-hmm. something about like eyesight or something. Your brain just like fills it in for you. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, no, I actually... Don't want. <laughs> Don't fill it in. See what's not there, please. <laughs> like I appreciate. Yeah, it's like you it. kind of go on autopilot a little yeah, bit. Exactly. Well, and that's why they say like it's a good idea. I mean, uh, uh, we hate printing. <laughs> Hashtag book lovers. We hate printing. Like paper is bad, 
But like they do say that if you print your book, it's like different from how you've been looking at it this far. And you're more likely to find errors that way. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't think that would be different enough. Well, you know what else you can do? Grace, you brought this to our attention in an episode from last season. Wait, what did I, what did I do? Put it in Comic Sans. Oh, Comic Sans. yeah, 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 ew, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. I forgot that I recommended that. Errors. You're like, ew, the stupid Comic Sans with its stupid typo. Okay, so we do the proofread at the end of the editing process. It's usually like a new editor. Right. Well, no, it's literally always a new editor. You it don't want the same be. editor doing the proofread. Yeah defeats the purpose so then grace what is like the second proofread that we do it here at wildling at least yeah so the second proofread comes later obviously but like at the very end of the book production process because that is like the last final moment to try and catch any glaring errors that might have slipped through during the edit and then obviously once the um, edit is wrapped up. The files go to design. And then at that point, you're not really looking. Uh, it's just like you don't want to be doing a bunch of editing during the design phase. But like you should be looking through to like catch little things and stuff like that. But right. you might not necessarily every time during catch the back everything. and forth process be rereading the book. So right. the final, final proofread happens at the end of design we were just talking about how like, you know, when you're staring at a screen and you're reading something on a screen, it can look different once it's printed. And so at Wildling, we will, once we get the first printed copy of the book, which is called a printer's proof, it's like the only physical copy in existence, we will proofread that version because it is in a different form than we've seen it before, and it is also the very final step of book production. So once that's been proofread, then if there are any errors, which there probably are because that's how it is, mm-hmm. you know, we can just upload some updated files and then feel really super good about approving those and getting the book out into the world. I mean, you were supposed to feel super good. I feel like we always still just feel really nervous. <laughs> like riddled with anxiety. It's a combination. It's excitement and anxiety yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And it's worth noting that all books have errors. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to act like we're perfect at our jobs because it's just so far from the truth. Like, very, very, very famous books with huge budgets have mistakes in them. I would say every single book in the world has at least one mistake in yeah. it. Right. You notice it all the time. And if it's a book that you can tell has otherwise been treated with care, as an editor, I'm like, oh, cute yeah. little typo. If it's like, wow, first page, six glaring errors, it's like, maybe I won't be able to get through this, mm-hmm. which is why you proofread. Yeah. Yeah, we're really trying to minimize as much as possible. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It, exactly. It's um, harm reduction. Yeah, harm reduction. <laughs> I like that. Perfect. Quality yeah. control. Yes. <laughs> For your book, ideally, you would have an editor. You would have a different editor do the proofread. And then you would have a third editor do like the final proofread. Yeah. In theory, that's ideal. People don't always have... If you're self-publishing, you might not have the resources to pay for that. You might have to do that final review yourself. If you're working at a really small publisher, maybe they don't have that many editors. I don't know. But um, ideally, like the point of the proofread is like to get fresh eyes on your work. Yes. 
you need that objective perspective. It's also really fun. I kind of love being the very final proofreader Mm -hmm. for a book. I got to do that for The Tarnished. By E.S. Christensen. Yeah, obviously I hadn't read it yet because you you want fresh eyes on it. Oh, yeah. It's Um, like, don't tell me anything. No spoilers. It's actually really (laughs) annoying because it's like, okay, cool. So I can't talk to you about problems I'm having with this edit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I got to read that and I got to really enjoy the story while also checking for errors. Yeah, it can be quite fun. I love being that final person. I've definitely been in a situation before. The first thing that comes to mind is Mary Peyton. uh, Maybe a year or so ago, I proofread a book that you were working on, not for Wildling, but for another company, Folly. Oh, yeah. By Daniel Holliday. I was having this like really surreal moment of like reading this very beautiful book that's in almost perfect condition, sobbing at the beautiful earth shattering finale being like this sentence really needs a comma right here (laughs) it's like such a weird feeling (laughs) yeah it can be a little difficult when you because of course as readers we love to read and get wrapped up in the story and it's so important to not quite do that when you're doing the proofread yeah Yeah. can y'all like turn your brain in and out of like proofread mode yes no (laughs) really oh I mean, if I'm reading a I mean, book you for do. If, if like I'm reading a book for fun, I feel like I'm always kind of trying and it, maybe it's not proofread specific, but I'm always thinking about like what made this thing work really well or like okay. I feel like I You're always like an kind optimistic of optimistic proofreader. Yeah, yeah. You're a glass half full proof. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like if I'm reading just a regular book, is that's what you're asking, right? Like if if in right. our just day-to-day, if we're reading a book we're not working on, if we're still kind of in proofread mode. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I am. And I guess, now that you say that, honestly, I guess it's easier for me to turn off the the fun reader yeah. than it is to turn off the proofreader. Mm-hmm. Because I, I agree that sometimes I'm reading a book literally just for fun, nothing to do with work, and I still, my editing brain is still noticing stuff all the time. Yeah, for me, it's like it's a bit of a litmus test of a book if I'm able to to disregard the grammar. Like if there's a glaring error, a proofread level error, I'm going to notice it because we're going to notice that that's our job. You know what I mean? Like, yes, this is literally just spelled wrong. Sorry, I noticed that. But like in terms of like more line level stuff that I would do during a line edit, like I, I tend to turn that off when I'm reading and it is like the hallmark of like a, a that's how I know that I shouldn't keep reading this book is if I keep thinking about how it's being written because it's like not working for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I will say like if I'm reading something and I come across, you know, a line or or that I'm like, that was worded weird or like I'm like that comma shouldn't be there. If that's happening, I will have that thought, but then I will kind of step back and be like, you know what? That's not my problem. And then I will carry on. And it's a I'm great relief off to the clock me. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. So here's something really important to note. Proofreading isn't just for writers. And this is like a problem that I face with like lay people out in the world and that might be the most like pretentious thing I've ever said in my life <laughs> lay but like people. I really feel like we all owe each other proofreading of our communication to each other oh yeah like if you're writing a work email um like read it 
one time after you write it to make sure it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, ha- ha- I'm sure y'all, I have for sure received an email where I'm like, you did not read this. As you were writing it, you didn't read it. You were just <laughs> farting out words and you just let them sit that way. Yeah. Right. It's like, uh, you know, we've talked about before language. The point is to communicate. And so if there's like little errors or something like that, it's not that big a deal. But sometimes I have gotten emails where a sentence literally doesn't make sense or right. it contradicts a, a previous sentence mm-hmm. or a prior sentence. And it just feels like there's extra work then for me to do to try and mm-hmm. figure out what it means. It's respect. And right. so I want to be really clear that if when we're taking this outside of the world of book publishing, like I'm not saying like I need all of my commas to be in the exact right place or I'm going <laughs> to judge you. Like I'm not saying like I'm all for like the internet communication run on sentence, you know, like I'm all for certain stylistic things where the meaning, as you said, Mary Payton, is still clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm talking about is is kind of like what you said, Mary Payton, like you're contradicting yourself. You like didn't answer the questions that I emailed to you. Like right. you you are talking about it, but you never say what is it? What is it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that the proofread step on an email, for example, is really important because you can in your mind feel like you really know what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go back and like read it, it won't be clear to you that what you what was in your mind is like not what you typed up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we when we are sometimes sending important emails from, you know, from our wildling accounts, it's like, hey, Grace, can you like review this to make sure it's not coming across as snippy as I feel inside? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if you're ever unsure, get someone else to proofread it for you. Mm hmm. Maybe someone who, like, doesn't know. My husband has me proofread his emails sometimes because I do not understand what he does for a living. <laughs> oh, that's actually really helpful. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I am like, I don't know what this term means, but the sentence is sound. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, if you don't have a, a delay on your email <gasps> after you press the send button, you oh should. Oh, my God, Grace. I'm gonna, we're actually going to do this right now. <laughs> okay. A tutorial. You can set it up so that this is your email speaking can of G- be for Gmail. Gmail specifically, which I think is what most people use. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's an Outlook equivalent. There is a setting that you can turn on so that w- after you send an email, you can take it back and you can set up the time window. It's also really helpful because like there's some combination of keys, like maybe control shift enter or something that every once in a while I accidentally hit it while I'm passionately typing an email <laughs> and it just sends. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 undo. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to Gmail settings. (laughs) We're literally doing this. I'm going to open see all settings. I'm blocking your faces in the Zoom call. How dare you? (laughs) And now I have to find where it is. But I swear to God, we're not going to let them leave this episode without telling them. (laughs) (laughs) So in your general, so you go to settings, the little gear icon in the top right of your gmail account on desktop it's general settings that's what it should default to and uh it's the fourth item down undo send send cancellation period you make that bad boy 30 seconds as high as it can go (laughs) scroll to the bottom save changes mine was on five seconds what five seconds 
<laughs> you gotta be quicker than that. She's, she's a quick reader, y'all. <laughs> um, so everyone, please go do that right now for just for for my sanity. Yes. I need you to do that. <laughs> okay, we were talking about proofreads. We got totally derailed. Yeah, but that was an important step in the proofreading because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just need thirty seconds to proofread your email. Well, and like. Right. Grace, I feel like we've both done this. Mary Payton, you and I didn't work like in an office situation as much together, but you've probably done this too, where like you write an email that's like maybe, you know, sometimes you have to tell authors things they don't want to hear. Like, no, I'm really sorry. Your book will not be out by Christmas. That's like the number one. Your book, hey, whoever is (laughs) listening, whoever you are, (laughs) your book's not going to be out by Christmas. (laughs) So sometimes you have to send an email and like phrase it so perfectly so that you're like so professional and you're like so in control of the situation and you're making them love you even more and you're making them feel energized about the bad news that you're telling them. And you like read it like a hundred times and you get Grace to review it. And you get Mary Payton to review it and then you hit send <laughs> and then you panic and then you hit undo. <laughs> and then you read it one more just, time and then you're like, okay, send, over send, and over send. Again. No, the second time you hit send, you have to get up and walk away. <laughs> Oh my god. Sometimes I I use like the schedule tool for email as like a it helps me with my email anxiety. So I'll That's just good. like schedule something for an hour later that way if I want to go back and look at it I can. And then but you do you do you probably not usually go back Yeah, and look I usually at it? don't, but I have the option, but then I just forget about it and I'm not anxious anymore, so. Huh. That's a great tip. Yeah. Yeah, I love that one. I've definitely sent, let's say, the 1% hardest emails I've ever sent in the workplace. I've definitely scheduled them to send at like 2 a.m. on a Friday yes. evening or on like a, you know, like a Friday, Saturday. So I'm like, I, <laughs> I, I'm on, it's weekend. You can't get in touch with me. <laughs> All these email strategies. Give them time to decompress afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. This is now the emails, tips and tricks. <laughs> Bottom line, proofread your own work. It's a respect thing to the people around you. And it it also is to make yourself seem like you're paying attention. You don't want to seem like you aren't paying attention. It's like the best way I can phrase it. Like when I get something that, like I've received manuscript submissions that an author obviously like literally did not read after they wrote it, which is so wild to me. How are you going to write down 75,000 words? And then just, like, assume they're all perfect. I don't know. They're not. I can tell right away (laughs) when you haven't even literally read it yourself. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Oh, uh, I forgot how we end these episodes. (laughs) Basically, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to other people to proofread your own work. And that's how you book. This episode was written and edited by me, Christina Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying blog post and visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at www.wildlingpress.com.